This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, why that writing advice is both right and wrong. Part one. So since I love talking about writing advice and I love pointing out that all writing advice should be taken, but only if it works for you, Welcome to my new irregularly not really scheduled feature where I'm going to be talking about my favorite snippets of writing advice and why they're both right and wrong or, you know, basically what I said in the title. I'm going to be talking about how they work for me personally, plus where they break down for me personally, because all writing advice is up to you. So. Tip one, write what you know. We all know authenticity sells. If you know how something works or what this character sounds like or what that character would eat and the little things in between, then your story is gonna flow more easily. You don't have to do the research for it because you already know. You are already immersed in these aspects of your story. Phew. But on the flip side, I write fantasy. I'm nudging my way into sci-fi. Some of you write sci-fi fantasy or thrillers or crime novels. And not all of you who do are killers and criminals. At least I'm pretty sure you're not. So where this writing advice shines best is when you take aspects of things you know fully and integrate it into your story. Maybe it's giving a character your own day job or a character your sister, mother, brother's personality. Maybe it's adding your own personal dislike of bads to, for a character, or that thrill of a beautiful sunset while you take, I don't know, your dogs for a walk. Something that lets your reality into your story world so that it will ring all the truer for your readers. But you ask, what if your world is vastly different than the one in which you inhibit? You might be writing some sort of caveman level fantasy or the future where the last of humanity leans on heavy technology to keep them alive as our sun burns out. But either way, there's some things that will still hold true. Humanity. You know people. You know people who are kind or mean, who are clever or, shall we say, just go with the flow. And by incorporating that level of humanity into your characters, making people in wildly different scenarios react like people your readers know and love or, or not, you'll be writing what you know and making the story that much more accessible for your readers. So tip number two, write every day. Yeah, yeah. So while some writers can get away with only writing when inspired, for most of us finishing a rough draft, 
Not to mention the revisions and edits and polishes it takes to take something from a concept in your head to a polished, published manuscript. It takes a lot of application of butt in chair. One of the best ways to get into the habit of writing is, surprisingly enough, to write. This is like the entire theory behind NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. You get a daily and a monthly word count target to meet, and that encourages you to prioritize your writing. The best way to create a writing habit is to write every day. Shocking, I know. And for some of you, it works, and you, you write like breathing. But on that flip side, because that's what this whole post is about, the rest of us are not automatons. Life happens. Family happens. If we want to prioritize our writing over most of us, our day jobs, our family, and our health, we're going to end up burnt out and living alone eating ramen. Or, I don't know, toast. Although, I do love toast. For me, I've learned how I can get 50,000 words written in November, and it involves letting a lot of things in my offline life slide, like laundry and dishes and socialization, especially since I still have that whole day job thing. For me, it's doable for a month, but then I'm typically burnt out and catching up on what I let slide until at least January, especially since holidays and things and stuff. So in the off season, you'll find me working on my writing maybe two to five times a week, not every day. Letting the habit slide can make my writing struggle, and I've dealt with that. But as I'm getting back on track, the slower pace I know is healthier for me. It is up to you to recognize what works for you and recognize when your circumstances change. What worked for one story or in one time of your life might not work today or tomorrow. Writing tip number three that's both right and wrong, show, don't tell. You might be telling a story, but you want to show the readers what's happening, not tell the readers about what's happening. So let's, let's give you some examples. You want sentences like, <clears throat> Jamie, she said, shaking her head, why can't you ever be on time? Not something, you know, more like, Jamie's teacher was fussing that he came in late. You, they take up almost the same amount of space, convey the same idea, but one shows us it happening and the other just tells us it happened. But here's our caveat. Not everything has to be on the page. The reader needs to see when things change, when decisions are made, when characters are pushed towards the tipping point, but they don't need to see every last meal and potty break. Sometimes it's okay to tell a little in brief sections. It's a great way to time jump or, you know, training montage. 
Here's an example from one of my works in progress. I used to show a lot more, but in this example, I've cut it down to just telling. The air smelled crisp and right when I woke, with the muffled sound of a heavy rain pattering into the ground above. Pilgrims were expected to work for their bed and board on late harvest days like this, so we spent the day cleaning, canning, and helping the Lunadats lay in stores for winter. So sure, when I was writing, I read up on how to can fruits and vegetables, but the scene that I wrote showing it happen only showed off my research. It did absolutely nothing to advance the story. And so there was no reason to leave it in. People can tell when something is in there just to show off that you did your research. Get rid of them or cut them. So these are the top three snippets of writing advice I keep hearing, plus how I've made them work for me and done away with other bits of them. I infuse my writing with aspects of reality to ground it. I write when I can and try to make it a priority in ways that don't leave me burnt out. And I'll tell instead of show when the scene won't advance the plot, but the reader needs to know something happened. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.